Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Letterpreneur podcast. With me, as always, is the amazingly sparkly, the magical Therese Tucker. <laughs> and the swollen, the swollen. <laughs> so, that your hair it is <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, and, and surprisingly, it looks better on camera than it does in real life because I, it is so hot and smoky and yucky over here from all the forest fires two states below, mm. two states away. I believe that. And it is like, like constant secondhand smoke happening. Anyway, the minute you step outside, it, everything just kind of feels like it dries up. Like, mm. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Not fun. 11-11. That's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> no, but it does feel like work for no actual validation. So it does yeah. tie in. Yeah, I tied yeah. it back in. I love the way you tie things in. You're so talented at that. <laughs> skill. Anyway. Hashtag skills. Hashtag skills. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about, this is, you know, real life stuff is that there is, you know, we have a lot of fantastic goals and we can see when we do certain types of work that we get the reward, whether it's money, whether it's, um, you know, soul fulfillment or stuff like that. But there are plenty of things that are on our to-do list that we have to do that feel like they have absolutely no freaking reward. So we're left sitting going, do I have to? <laughs> yeah, actually, I wanted to bring up this topic because yesterday when I pulled the karma cards for the week, the cosmic energy was saying that there was a lot of earthy practicality um, and there was no direct benefit from it. And so when I dug a little deeper into that, you know, we just went through this major cosmic, like so many cosmic magical things happening. We had three eclipses in a row. We have all these planets in retrograde, which means we're really doing some deep internal work on our, a lot of different aspects of ourselves. We had the lion's gate opening these mm. So very mystical, high energy stuff. And the way that they put it was, in energy, it was like we just had a big New Year's Eve party with the confetti and all the excitement and the dancing, but it's the day after, and you've got to clean up. And there's no, like, you know, it's not like you're going to get another party after you clean up. It's just what needs to be done. Well, that's what it feels like in energy right now. And an important fact is, you know, I love the mystical side of life. I love high vibrational energy and talking about, you know, our connections to other parts of the galaxy and, and beyond and, and the amazing things that we're capable of and here to do. But the truth is that's half of what we are. And the other half is earthly energetic being that's very, you know, the solid here, real present grounded. There's stuff to do. So to only acknowledge the the exciting parts of life and not recognize the details that are what the foundational parts that help you mm -hmm. have the excitement you're not really in the full cycle right or recognizing that there that that part is necessary and needs to be honored the mundane needs to be honored just as much as the magical mm. yeah and i know we see like i know a lot of entrepreneurs they have the the to-do list and they struggle with getting the stuff done that they feel like is the, the, un, the, the, the maintenance, the admin, the, the stuff that's not exciting. And I think it's, you know, in order to get that done, to order to want to do it, we've got to reframe 
how we see it instead of it being boring, mundane and not as exciting is to relink it just like with all the other stuff, link it back to our bigger goal, our, you know, what it is that we are achieving because it is a puzzle piece. It's a part of it. You can't have the, the full success without these little pieces that are maintenance, that are foundational um, pieces of those things. Well, now bringing it back to entrepreneurs and business and things like that, you know, we we attract who we are. So we know we're attracting a lot of A-type personalities who are very goal-oriented and focused in on um, the cheese, right? They're focused in on getting that cookie or the cheese or the validation or the, the thing that they're striving for, the wine. The cheese, the <laughs> or wine. Rich's, the cheese. <laughs> in Rach's case, the, the potato chips. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> And potato chips. Necessary right now. There's always in that kind of mindset. There's always this end goal focus and also a validation driven focus, an achievement based focus toward why I'm doing this work. I'm doing this work to get something. Now, it's great to have your carrot right dangling to keep you motivated. However, um, you got to catch yourself if you're in a cycle and I, I fall into this cycle all the time that I will do the work because of the I get a cookie or because there is some going to be um, maybe a, a short-term payoff and every once in a while there isn't and it can feel like we can have a little pity party for ourselves like when I just did all this really hard work and nothing happened mm. And that's actually a part of the cycle that I think until we recognize it and kind of come to terms with it and accept that that's actually part of a success cycle um, or an achievement cycle or whatever you want to call it, um, we're missing a crucial piece and we're always going to be resentful when we hit that mark. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I do. I mean, nobody likes to do the cleanup after the big party, usually because everybody's hungover. So, not as much fun at this point <laughs> well i mean so let's look at some mundane examples of that it might be hard to see it in the business but we can definitely look at it, the areas in our lives where you know for bills for example now we understand that bills represent the things that we are getting to enjoy for example you know your your water bill represents getting water to your home however it's sometimes hard in the mind to see that because we got the thing first, right? Like getting, mm -hmm. you know, getting your phone bill after you've had a month of usage and you get the bill and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> not so happy about that one. She's not celebrating that, are you? But you should because when you link it back and realize what you've got, then you can see and be grateful for the fact that you get to pay that bill. In, in a way, bills are retrograde, aren't they? They're like after the fact. <laughs> you're like, wait, you get to have all this fun and then wait, you're like, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, or cleaning your home. Again, you know, that's another one of those mundane tasks where it feels like there's no payoff. I mean, except once it's clean, of course, you definitely get to enjoy a clean home. But if you have kids, yeah. you don't get to enjoy it that long. It feels like I just did this and what for? Right. And you have to, uh, so, the, so the reward isn't as immediate mm. or even you can't even necessarily feel the reward in some cases. No, it feels like an unending task because you've constantly, like right. it never stays clean. It's not a one and done thing. God damn it. 
and we don't have house fairies or many people don't have house fairies <laughs> who yeah. come along and just, you know, magically clean it while they're asleep or out. Right. Right. So, I mean, these are some, some examples. I mean, take whatever it is that really just like you avoid until you have to do it. And that's kind of a perfect example for you of something that doesn't feel like it has an immediate reward or is rewarding. Mm. Right. So um, why can we make it rewarding? Unless you're going to type this somewhere else. Well, well, no, I think that one of the things we need to acknowledge is acceptance. That there's sometimes that there is going to be work. So in our business, for example, there is a lot of maintenance work. It's the behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees you doing. Nobody <laughs> gives you a high five or a pat on the back, unless you have a business partner, which well, yeah. thankfully we do. So we get a little bit more validation because of that. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, there are admin stuff that we have to do that literally makes your business move forward. If you don't do it, watch your business crumble and disappear. Um, you know, so these are the things that have to be done and, and we don't get recognition for it. We don't get to celebrate it. Um, and yet, and it's unending too. Admin is never ending every week, every sometimes multiple times a week. And then something, then you have days where you spend, you know, five or six hours trying to do something that you thought was only going to take you half an hour because of all the tech issues. You've got no one there going, oh my God, you deserve, you know, 10 times the amount of pay because you just spent five hours trying to do that work. Yeah, yeah it works. Exactly. There's no exactly. So, <laughs> and, and then you know, and you know, right, in some of these tasks in business and in life, you know you're going to have to do it again. You mm. know that you just cleaned your house and it's going to get dirty again and you're going to so there's a sort of heaviness around these issues, mm. right? Because we know that we, A, can't avoid it if we want to move forward or if we want to have the outcome we desire. And yet um, there's no direct reward necessarily until you do tie it back to mm. its origin or why you have it, right? That's, that's one thing that we can do around these. But I think that the first thing is to recognize that we can't avoid this part and to move into that place of acceptance around it. Otherwise we're in denial of something that's kind of critical to our life and business. I think this kind of falls into that category of, you know, you talk about before the, the shit sandwich, everything we do, everything we love, everything we think, right. Oh my God, I'd love that lifestyle. Everything's got a shit sandwich. And this is part of that shit sandwich. And it's really not even that oh. bad. It's just that we sit there and go, I don't want to do it. And then we, because we're procrastinating on it, then it seems a lot bigger than it actually is. You go, I'm just going to do it for five minutes. You'll get that shit done. Right. That's called eating the frog, by the yeah. way. So that's one strategy. Or is a frog. We'll, mm -hmm. talk, we'll talk about all these strategies too. Um, you know, a fun game that Rach and I play sometimes is we go into the lifestyle that we think we want. We try to go into it and we try to do it to some degree, with a sense of reality or practicality. For example, so many people uh, out there daydream about owning a, a boat, like a, a big boat, a yacht, and or a, or a jet or something like that. Now, all of these things sound amazing. And when you see the pictures and or if you've had an experience where you've gotten to fly solo or, or be on a big boat, it seems just amazing. And you're like, I want that. Right, but the reality is that these come with a long list of responsibilities and upkeep and bills and, and maintenance, maintenance and licensing, insurance. like you know, insurance. I mean, so we like to kind of go into that 
go into the fantasy with a big dose of reality and see if um, if we get really realistic about what we're daydreaming about, do we actually want it? And the deeper you go into that, if you start getting a lot of uh, uh-uh, like no, <laughs> yuck, no way, what? I mean, thinking about like where you'd have to store it, the fact that if you had a, a yacht, you'd have to hire a crew. You know, mm-hmm. you'd have to have this just so much that at some point you might recognize that it's not that thing not that you think it is. Mm. But right, it's it would probably be cheaper and a lot more fun to hire one for a right. whole month and bring all your <laughs> right. friends so, with you. Right. So you actually get closer to what it is you're really desiring when you play that game too. So it's not that you want to own it. It's that you want the experience of being on one, right? Or a private experience, or maybe not even that private. You just might want to go on a trip. You might find out from doing all that digging that that you just want to get away. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So um, adding a little bit of that mundane reality into your goals and desires helps you clarify and clear out anything that might be um, almost like a waste of your mental daydreaming time, <laughs> right? Like, because the truth is um, there, there's something out there that's, that you really want. And sometimes we assign it to things or to experiences that we are, we're not realistic about. Mm. Um, and being okay with the reality in life. Right, so being really grounded while you have high aspirations or high ideals or even um, high intentions, right? Like moving into a whole nother state of consciousness. It's a great intention to have, but it it takes a lot to build that, um, and there's there's responsibility tied to it that we need to look at. I think. Hmm. But you're right. It does. It's very clarifying when we start to go into that when we're looking at, you know, what does, what are the mundane tasks or hidden expenses or whatever that comes with each dream, each thing that we decide we want. Right. And when we do that, first of all, we get a lot of clarity. It won't necessarily turn you off. If it's something you really want, Mm. if it's something that you're like, no, this is worth it. It, what it does is it ends up solidifying it for you and helping you expand your mind in a way where you're accepting everything that comes with it so that you can draw it in faster Yay. or or it gets rid of some mental clutter some some excess um daydreams that really aren't in alignment with you freeing mm. up the mental space to really focus in on what it is you do want mm. we like that like where we can get to to play with it we, we were playing a game the other day and you know how yeah. you, you have those days you have those days where it's like oh woe is me you know my life sucks for some reason it doesn't matter how good your life is we all have these moments so we decided to take it to the nth degree like uh you know made it made it really first world problem so gosh you know what the maid isn't in today and i've got to deal with a backup maid today <laughs> give some other examples <laughs> this is a good game to play when when you really need to take yourself out of your life and just Take yourself into the into the ether. Yeah, I mean, so some of the reason behind it was there was a little bit of why me, like why me, yeah. why why is this happening to me? Which you know, whatever you fear, you are also attracting, which mm-hmm. is something that we pointed out on our Instagram account. So we put, um, you know, whatever you fear, you attract. Oh my God, I'm so afraid of ten point six million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> so that we get it. 
So we went into our first so, world problems. It's like, God damn it, I hate right. it when the Maserati's in the shop and I have to drive the damn Ferrari. Right. First or, you problem. know, my 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 facial and my manicure got double booked, so now I have to do them separately instead of together. Oh God. <laughs> Life is so hard. I mean, it's what's fun about this is that you know, at some point you, it feels ridiculous, but also it feels like a relief. Like if that's my problem, then life is pretty damn good. Right. <laughs> um, and it also kind of just, it takes out some of the pressure of how much attention and focus you're giving to the thing that's upsetting you. Mm. It just kind of deflates that balloon a little bit. It doesn't mean it goes away or you're denying your reality, but you're not going to um, sit and what was the word I'm looking for? Um, wallow. Wallow, yeah. I mean, it was great because by you know within 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and then the longer we did it, the more we laughed and the more we just we were having so much fun with it. Um, highly recommend that in those moments where you're just, you know, when you feel like it's just everything feels so hard and you just kind of in, you, you go down and you, you, you kind of crumble inside. So this mm-hmm. just made us kind of come out and just play. It was such an awesome way to play. Um, very effective that we'll be doing that often. Oh yeah, and we were trying to top each other with like, what's the most extravagant and extreme <laughs> problem, right? That we could come up with, right? That our our chef only made like three tuna spicy tuna rolls instead of five, and now my day is ruined, right? It's just just so ridiculous. But it, as you can see, it's just it's so much fun to do, and. Um, you know, it, it, it really kind of gets your mind focusing in on, like, what would that feel like? Like, what would that exactly. be like? The, I mean, and honestly. What would it be like to have that level of wealth or that level of freedom or whatever it is? Mm. Or ease or comfort or, you know, accessibility or whatever it is. Choices, you know, playing in that, even if you're playing the game of, oh, woe is me, mm. you know. <laughs> oh, woe is me. I have to drive my Mini today instead of my Maserati or whatever. Sorry. Oh my God. My husband double booked us. We're supposed to be in Paris and it's Santorini at the same time. We're going to have to choose just one. Oh no. <laughs> right. So it's, it's worst life it's, ever. It's so liberating and it's fun and it actually does move you into the frequency of getting closer to that than mm-hmm. further away, believe it or not, because you're actually sitting there thinking about what would it be like if I had to deal with this issue? You're actually creating it for yourself. Now, the fun part is, um, you know, you're just, it's for fun. It's mm. you're clearly mocking yourself as you're doing this, and yet you're enjoying it at the same time. And really, whatever moves you into joy, you win. Yeah, exactly. You win. The more you can laugh. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. When you can get yourself to laugh for some reason, any reason, it completely changes your vibration, which then moves us back into that space of being open for other ideas and it really changed the way that we were thinking and feeling in that moment because we we're both having a moment. <laughs> Fine, right. <laughs> let's, let's just take this for this. Uh, Tim is adding to it. He's playing now. He's saying that his bionic arm is in the shop and getting fixed, so he has to do everything single-handed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's oh, too bad that, that your, you know, Iron Man costume <laughs> is getting repaired and you can't fly, <laughs> fly over here. <laughs> God damn it, my right? teleporter's on the blink. I'm going to have to use the private jet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
right? Saturn is closed for repair, so I'm going to have to go to Venus. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so, so let's kind of compile this list. I would say the first thing, and it's always the same, but I'm going to say it anyway, is to be, is to accept what is. It mm. is a part, you know, mundane work, um, reoccurring work, boring work work without reward is actually a part of the cycle of life and success so acceptance is always the first step you know you're not going to kind of like, avoid it right mm, go ahead it's kind of like what the, the the pieces that i'm thinking of you know when you're doing a puzzle and you've got like the the corner pieces which are the first pieces we go for if anybody else does it differently that's you know you're just doing it wrong the corner <laughs> <laughs> the corner pieces first. Then, do it wrong. <laughs> yeah, puzzle wrong. So then you do the edges, and they're all significant pieces. And then you, we look for the significant pieces in it, and then kind of build around it. But then there's always these pieces where it's all kind of one color. It's very boring. It's the last thing you do because it's tedious. But that's that's what this work is. So it's not a complete picture. It'll never be a complete picture or a complete success or a complete anything without these little pieces. And it's so clear to me how many puzzles you do because this is a good metaphor, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, I haven't done a puzzle in a long time. <laughs> we did them a lot when I was pregnant last time. Um, so, yeah, we've got more puzzles to do in this new place. I'm, you know what? I might bring out the puzzles. I think we might puzzle in the next two days. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Puzzle time. Yeah, no um yeah so acceptance accepting it knowing that it's an, an important piece to complete whatever it is you're working on it needs to be done um number two i would say is eat the frog first so rach mm. what does that mean what does that mean to eat the frog first? this is a brian tracy thing so it's been around for quite some time so eat that frog is to when you look at your to-do list the things on your list that you look at and go i don't want to do it I don't want to do it. So the things you are most resistant to, those are the things you do first. Because once they're done, everything feels easy. Otherwise, you spend so much time and energy in resistance to it, in avoidance of it, in thinking about it and going, ugh. But the sooner you get it done, you free up your energy, you free up your time, and you actually move into a higher vibration. So everything else becomes so much easier. Right. I mean, procrastination just adds the heaviness to the work that has to be done anyway. Mm. Um, you know, so being willing to face, to face it and then do it. I mean, you're already ahead of the game. If you get there, mm. you're pretty much smooth sailing the rest of the way out. There's not a lot that's going to stop you. Um, <laughs> so yes. So eat that frog. I'm trying to think about my day today because today was a day where procrastination was like king <laughs> for me. I mean, <laughs> Rachel had to cut me off from IMing her because I was just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so she kept replying. I'm like, okay, I'm cutting you off. Bye. <laughs> and I did it with love. I'm like, Ooh. and I was like, no, this doesn't work. I know exactly what you're doing, but, um, right. So, so part of it is I had to get into a place first where I was recognizing that I was avoiding doing the work. Secondly, I had to look at the fact that first, okay, here's another thing. If you can, if it's the kind of work that can be done anywhere, change location. Mm. Change mm -hmm. location. Because if you can't do it in the location you're currently in, 
try moving and seeing if it clears the cobwebs out or clears yeah. resistance. And yeah. that's, that trick works for me 90% of the time, moving location. I'm the same. Like I, sitting in this chair, I find I get more done than if I sit on the couch. So, you know, the couch is very you know, downtime. I don't want to do anything type stuff. So, but, but I tend to, when I sit in this chair, I actually get things done. So the energy is quite different in that. If I could, I'd actually go down to a cafe, but I'd have to then watch my 19 month old. And that's just. Yeah. Right. If you can, even leaving the house yeah. helps. Highly recommend um, that's, it. that's what I have to do. Sometimes when I have to sit down and write, I have a lot of resistance to writing. When I get into it, I'm fine. But before. She's freaking awesome. Just saying. She's really good at it. I don't know why she keeps saying, I can't, I can't write. She can. I, I don't know. There's a weird block there that I always have to like push myself through. Um, and it has to do with, it's got to be an insecurity thing because I wasn't trained. Oh God, that, if anybody else has that one, I feel for you so hard. I always have to stumble through the, I wasn't trained to do this block because in my head, everything school. Did you do English at school? Yeah, I did. And you were trained. Shut up. <laughs> Myth busted. I hate love when she coaches me on live in front of everyone. But no, that's true. It's true. I am trained. I need to accept that. But that is one of the procrastination blocks that I come up against all the time. So I find when I get myself out of my home environment where I generally work, it gives me laser focus uh, by leaving. Now, what if you have a job that needs to be done in the location. Like for example, if you're at home, maybe you need to clean the house. It's like, it just, it's time or do the laundry, the dishes, mm, make the food. For me, if I can, music. I put my favorite music on. It changes yes. the vibration straight away. I get to yes. dance while I'm doing the dishes or whatever. It just, it changes everything. It makes it feel so much more fun. And I do that sometimes when I've got to get um, a lot of computer work done. I'll put the music on. If I can put it on yes. loud, even better. Um, and then I just bop away and I, it really helps me to get things done. So music is one. Yes, I totally agree. In fact, there is a company I found called um, Focus at Will. It's mm. like focus, it's the at symbol will.com, I want to say, or focus at will.com um, that actually has done scientific study on what music does to your brain. And specifically, mm. they've broken it down by brain types. You can actually take a, a quiz to find out what your brain type is and the music that works with your uh, type of brain, but it actually can increase your focus by something crazy like 30 to 60% mm. by listening to the right music. Um, but I found that for me, uh, you know, ambient music or classical music or something that has a rhythm that's not too distracting. If I have too many words, it kind of competes with the mental stuff going on in my brain. Um, so I need stuff that's got more like a, like a constant beat to it. But that, that's a great idea. That does help. I was going to say, um, kind of on, along the lines of moving location, just leave, leave it and come back. So mm. do a 10-minute walk. Yeah, go outside, do a bit of a stretch. Get out of the zone, like get out of the four walls, basically. I know I've got to do that sometimes when I'm struggling with stuff. Is I've got to do a break state, is what I call it. Get outside, yep. stretch, breathe, move. Don't think about anything, and then come back and go right. Let's try this again. And you can often 
see it with new eyes or new ideas come in yeah. or even I find sometimes, and I know Teresa's the same, we'll go for that walk or that run and the information comes in then. Yeah. The resistance seems to be uh, localized for me. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like I've been in the resistance so long that the resistance has taken sort of a form and is in the space. In fact, I have, I've actually saged to move out of resistance and I find that that works too. Interesting. It's, it does. It changes the frequency. So, I mean, these are some things to try. Something You're going to find something will work for you. But anything that breaks up stagnation, um, like sacred smoke, sound mm. that breaks up stagnation, clapping loudly, like physical movement, jumping Breathing jacks, and stretching. Any, breathing and stretching. Anything that breaks the stagnation will allow you to move through it faster. Um, there was another step. Oh my gosh, and it was just in my mind. Had not oh. affected uh, telepathy yet. So, here you go. It came back. It did come back. Can, um, we talked about this earlier, but connecting that thing back to the why. Be, and we, we were talking about this earlier about how um, some of these tasks might not have immediate gratification or a direct gratification after you do it, right? So. Yep. Remind us, Rach, were, were some of those things that didn't have like the, I did it and now I get the cookie effect. What were some examples? Mm, some of it's like the maintenance, admin stuff you've got to do. Like right. um, sometimes things like financial tracking. You, know, you don't get a cookie <laughs> financial tracking, but in the grand mm. scheme of things, when you're taking responsibility for your money from an energetic perspective, then it's opening up the flow. But there's no really direct correlation. If I do my financial tracking, someone's going to give me thousand dollars or a gold star or a cookie or paying the bills paying mm -hmm. bills is usually bills. retroactive so you get to enjoy the thing and then you have to pay for it so that's another one where you might not see the results you might get the bill and feel resentment and you're not connecting it properly you got mm -hmm. you know the bill is a result of having had enjoyed netflix right having had enjoyed mm -hmm. the netflix. phone or the water <laughs> or the heat or whatever it is that you're the bill represents, um, mm. you know, if you can go back and say, wow, I did get that thing. And I do, I appreciate having it. You know, Clean nothing helps toilet. you appreciate, mm. nothing helps you appreciate more than losing it. I have mm. to tell you, like our fridge broke randomly and we were without a fridge for a week. And man, did getting a new fridge feel freaking Amaze balls! Like I've never loved a fridge more. <laughs> did you get down in front of and go, "We're not worthy." Oh my god, thank you. No, but I, I, I did do the petting. I did do the like, oh, and it's clean too. You know, like you have to get in there and clean your fridge sometimes, which I hate to do, but this it's so clean. clean. <laughs> I was like, oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. I like I just want to like put things in nicely because I don't want them to drip or anything. <laughs> like I don't want to have to clean like it. Like my precious. <laughs> But so what I, what I want to say is that sometimes losing things is one of the best yeah. remedies to create appreciation and get into a state of non-resistance to the thing itself. So sometimes when we have the power shut off, we appreciate the power bill that represents the power we do have. And, and I'm certainly not advocating that you don't pay your bill or, or have something taken away, but it does create uh, a lot of clarity for you when it's gone um, and you start to you really recognize how much you use it too like you don't know how much you use a fridge until you have to like keep things in a cooler for a week 
because you're when it's broke. in the middle of a summer heat wave when even the ice melts and, in two seconds. And the earliest delivery was like a week away. The other delivery, we'd still, if, if we went with the other store, we still wouldn't have a fridge. It would, wouldn't come till next week. Can you, I can't even imagine. I'm not going there. No, no we don't know. <laughs> but. The fridge is in place. Yeah, so, so without having to go to the extreme of experience, which I don't know why, but I loved to go to the extreme of experience. If you don't want to have to do that, try to imagine it. What are you getting from that thing now? Now try to imagine not getting it. Mm. That's actually a really good way to get into natural gratitude. Just think about because we, we, we take it for granted. We really do. Oh, we yeah. take for granted that we've got beautiful furniture. We've got a, a car that works. We've got you know, white goods that work. We've got, um, we've got internet. We've got laptops. We've got, there's all these things. Right. That if we went into a moment where, well, what if I, could, I didn't have that? What if it broke? What if for whatever reason that was not working anymore? Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm really grateful for my car right now. I'm really grateful for the fact that my internet works really well. Right. I'm really grateful <laughs> for my, my laptop, my shiny laptop. You know, right. For all the reasons that it gives me, you know, it helps me to work. And once you start to look at the, the web of what it gives you and how, like electricity, you think, okay, well, what does that give me? That gives us lights, that gives us air conditioning, that gives us heating, but it also gives my laptop power so I can work, which means I get to work from right. home. Right. So you can see when you start to look at, well, how is that benefiting me? And you can see, so you can see the ripple effect and how it connects in with everything. Then there's even more gratitude. 6.44, by the way. 11.44 and 54%. <laughs> so, you know, now now apply this maybe to admin stuff, stuff that's not like a physical thing, but, to, uh, well, it is physical. But if you did not have um, a system or a way of keeping in touch with your clients on a regular basis, how much harder would it be to conduct your business? How would you let them know what's coming up next? How would you stay connected with them and relevant in their minds without having a system or or the option to do it it changes your changes your energy around it financial tracking means i have money to track that's right i'm making money um doing the admin means i've got clients it means i've got things i need to fulfill it means so when you start to mean all the things yeah it, it means what you're doing is working mm. see now we get so hung up on it's not working the way I thought it was going to. But we tend to take for granted that things are working. If you have a house to clean, or a home to clean, rather, you have shelter, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and if you have dishes to clean up, you ate the food. If you have, like Rachel was saying, you have the clients. Or there's work to do, which means something is working. Mm -hmm. And when we have that mental clarity around it suddenly we feel very differently towards it our energy changes and it's palpable people mm. feel it definitely it's all the good stuff and i've run out of chippies that's right that's right well this is the perfect time then to <laughs> to open it up to questions i see i see we have a few people here <laughs> yeah we've got a question so before i'll read anna's question in a second um you want to talk about the spirit circle before we go into those last questions yes yes so the our podcast is brought to you by our monthly spirit circles we have two spirit circles every one a month one for the new moon 
and which we just had, and one for the full moon, which is coming up in like a week and a half. Think about that. Um, so what we use the lunar energy to get in complete alignment with the cosmic flow to, so that we're not working against the cosmic rain, but we're actually going with it, which creates more ease, more grace. We're not confused why when we're trying to make things happen at a certain time, it's just not coming together because we know what's going on. Universally, we understand that this is a pause period. For example, at the beginning of this talk, I mentioned that cosmically we're in a pause. This is just about doing the work. So we, we're in a place where we can be calm, relaxed, and centered because we are not fighting energy. We're working with it. Um, and so this is something that we have created to share with other people. They're called spirit circles. We do them twice a month. Um, and you get to join us. We take you through an energetic process based on which lunation we're in. We get a guided process that's brought to us from our team and spirit. And then we also do psychic Q&A coaching at the end of every call. So if this is something, <laughs> what do you want to say? You want to add to that? No, I just want to say they're so good. I really look forward to them because they really help me to get clear on what's happening in the energy. And I, you know, we just go about our daily lives and then we hit roadblocks and stuff's going weird. And it's like, wow, what's going on? And then we get to the spirit circle. It's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> right? And right. what I, I love it, it gives us a sense of ritual, which is a heightened mm. state of being, um, which is a, a very attractive ener from an energetic standpoint, state of being. And we get to connect with our soul tribe who is there mm. to support us in our creations as we are there to be of service and support them so there's a beautiful give and take that's happening with every spirit circle mm. um if this sounds like something that's really exciting to you or you haven't done it or you want to try it you can go to spirit the number four success.com and there is a link right there for spirit circles and there are a lot of options you can join us for a single session um, you can join us for a subscription um, sometimes we have super special deals, um, so you want to keep your eye out for that. But they truly are amazing, and they help mm -hmm. us continue to bring you this live podcast yes, every week. All right. So with that, I am going to move on to Anna's question. Okay. So, and thank you, Anna, for joining us live. So she needs some assistance in moving through the next onslaught of the ongoing strata issues. We've been aware of this one. The exec committee are now moving to change the bylaws and have a complete pet ban. They are still personally blaming me for my tenants wanting and succeeding in getting their dog. Whilst they now can't stop my tenants with their dog, they are trying to stop anyone else in the future. How do I take care of myself to the next level of my growth in this challenging situation? I'm struggling to make peace here and to rise above because of their ongoing temper tantrums and they and the blame they continue to throw my way. It's gone to a whole other level. I've done some releasing, some energy protection, and even gone to send them positive energy. I can ramp it all up, but this new level has been very hard and very stressful. Sending hugs, first thing I wanted to yeah. do. Yeah, I'm definitely sending energy. See, the, I don't want to say it's a problem, but when you are the most conscious, right? So when you're the most mature, let's put it another way too. So when you're the most mature, the, the kind of ownness of maturity falls on that person, right? Mm. So you can't quite blame other people for their lack of maturity or their lack of consciousness when they just simply aren't at your level. Now, 
this is one of those situations where kind of the topic matches the answer, which is this is work, right? And it doesn't seem to have an immediate reward that you can see, right? Doesn't mean that it won't come to an end. The idea here from a universal standpoint is that you're going to move above this. Mm. Believe it or not, it's you're still energetically tied to it, which means you're still going to have to go in there, cleanse, clear, disconnect, ask, ask for cutting the cords, go in, cut the cords, send the love and light. And it's not going to be one time, two times. It's going to be several times until you get to the point where, you know, someone could blame you technically, even though you're not at fault and it doesn't affect you. Mm because you don't have to stoop down to that level anymore. You're, so there's this great quote I heard once on Oprah, and I think it applies to you. And that is that you can't expect turtles to see at the level of giraffes. Mm-hmm. You can't expect the turtle to see at the level of the giraffe. So stop stooping down. You don't need to, <laughs> you know, you don't have to engage with that. They're going to keep coming at you because they're turtles. They're going to come at you at the turtle level, right? And acceptance of that understanding that um, they want a scapegoat, they've pinned you, right? Did you deserve it? No. Do you deserve to be at the center of this? No, but you will be. And, in, and as long as you continue to kind of keep engaging with it emotionally, even if you're doing it out of the realm of their awareness, you're going to still feel that sting. At some point, you're not. Yeah, and so you've done added, something good here. Yeah. She's added that she can, can disengage via email, but they've called a face-to-face meeting next week. So I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is you Protection. basically energetically prepare yourself before you even go. You can Protection. sit there and listen to them and hear their words, but it doesn't have to get in and under your skin or into your energy. No. At all. You can just hear so, them. Keep remembering that they're, um, it's like children, right? They're, they're like children who are sitting in big people's clothes. That's all that's happening. And if you can remember that that's where they're at, their maturity level and whatnot, it's like in the back of your head, you go, oh, they're doing that thing again. That's so cute. Without being condescending. Without. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't say right? that out yeah, loud. <laughs> but here's what you could do energetically is you could uh, protect yourself with a ball of energy that has a mirror on it. So this mirror goes 360 all the way around, envelops you in a bubble. But the, what the mirror energy does is anything they try to dish out bounces off the mirror and goes back to them. The good news here is you're not sending out negative energy. You can maintain a state of love and I wish you well while whatever they're dishing goes back to them. You're not accepting it energetically. Um, By doing that, you're not going to feel it as much. You're not going to feel the intended, you know, psychic attack or energetic attack that might be coming through from some very misdirected people. Like they just, you know, when people do this, when they bring pettiness to this situation, it has to do with them. Something unresolved in them, their need to control, right, is coming mm. out and being projected at you. Yeah, it's like, um, a, and, and, sorry. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say they have, a, they have a, a place to put it. That's all this little playground to work it out in, but what, what did you want to add? Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's a similar sort of, same sort of thing where you think about children in the playground, when they get ants, like, upset about something, they go for the jugular. 
They call names. They go in deep. Oh, they're so mean. They are. Children are so mean. And that's exactly the same. She said, that's the part I'm struggling with. And, yes, they are like children. On one level, I've been finding it hilariously ridiculous. And on another, it's triggering me. Mirror is a good idea. They're just making it personal, which is what is hard. So, again, you know, where they're triggering the personal stuff, that's because there's something still within you around oh, yeah. that that needs to be you know, addressed, accepted, healed. I'm not 100% sure, but something in that. Um, because once you're kind of really strong within yourself, they can call you whatever name they like and you're just like, really? No. So, the, so the psychic thing that's coming up is a fear of doing something wrong, mm. right? Every once in a while, we're going to tread on people's toes for reasons that we won't even know, okay? It will be something that we've done and we were just yeah. going along living our life and we've treaded on the tail. Um, it happens. There was, there is nothing here that you've done wrong, but until you can clear that energy in yourself and free yourself from that, you're always going to kind of engage with it to a degree. Hmm. So with this that meeting, feel. just as long as you're prepared, like you have your documents, your, you know, all the facts written in front of you that say, well, this is what was said on this day, said on this day, these are the rules, whatever. You know, these, they can't argue with the facts. And that's all you really need. That's all you need. Anything else is drama that they're creating and you don't need to be a part of that. You can just let go of all of their shit and just stay within your zone. Get your mirror ball and keeps, it's like you've got to create that solid connection. Even before, if you can get into the room before them, create the ball and you know, really dig into the earth, ground it, and just allow yourself to be a complete channel for the highest vibration you possibly can. And it's almost like you're in the conversation, but you're more observing it rather than being in it, if that makes sense. And one other thing I want to add to that is um, a great practice before entering any kind of conversation, especially ones that you're worried that are going to be difficult, um, is that you ask that, you know, People want to work with me. Mm. People want to help me. I want to help them, right? The, may this interaction be for the highest good of all. Like mm. ask for a blessing on the situation itself. Every time that I have remembered to do this for myself, I get everything goes way easier, right? Because I'm actually not in a defensive place. I'm coming to this in a more like surrendered, humbled place. Mm. and asking for energy to um, work on, on all of our behalf. Um, and that's such a, that's a really powerful place to come from, right? Which is like that humility of, I don't have the answer and I need help. That's asking the universe for help, mm. which, which definitely counts as asking for help, right? Yeah, beautiful. So she said, wonderful, I'll make a note of that. Definitely don't want to go in there defensive. Perfect. Exactly, beautiful. Um, okay, there's another question here from Agnes uh, on Facebook, and she's saying, I have a question. Can you please guide me in unpuzzle number 707? 707. I've been seeing this number uh, for the third day in a row. Example, I woke up at 707 twice. <laughs> love it. I love it when numbers come in. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of information here. So, um, from a numerology perspective, I can break down each of the numbers and then there's also a little math that goes into this. So we've got, first of all, seven and zero and then, then another seven. Seven is the spirit number. It is the soul number and it's about soul unfoldment. 
zero is the God numbers, meaning source energy is present. So soul unfoldment, God, soul unfoldment, right? So this is a big soul unfoldment energy. energy. It is a soul unfoldment sandwich with a nice God feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is number that's it's awakening you literally. I mean, you get the joke there, right? It's a number of awakening and it's waking you up. Um, so that's what the energy is trying to talk to you about. Also, when you add this, you know, seven plus zero plus seven, you get 14. So 14 is a number five, which is about a big change. Mm -hmm. Five is a number of change and it's a number of personal growth. <clears throat> Some people don't like the number five. I love the number five. I think you, you should just lean into it. So five means that sometimes change is going to happen that you might not have desired, but it's for your best good. Now with a four, the 14 breaks down to a one and a four. So this is talking about physical work through, um, your, um, what's the word I'm looking for through, it's like the, through the lens of your ego, but not ego in a bad way, just the lens of your personality from the, from the, I am Agnes perspective rather than the, I am the universe perspective. Right. So hard work through your personality is going to create um, personal growth and a big change. And it's all about awakening and soul unfoldment. So it's a big energy. And if it keeps trying to get your attention, it's telling you, you know, now is the time something is happening. Um, so be open to it. Um, be in a place of positive energy. And you guys, she said, and I keep getting five, five, five. So mm -hmm. big change is happening. I thought you said something <laughs> about moving. It's very possible that's connected to moving energy. It would very much make sense to me that um, a move is imminent. Um, it might actually be out of your hands of choice now. You may have already, um, this might be your higher self telling you it's what you already decided. Change is happening. All right. So just be, um, I say lean into it. Mm. When we lean into the universe saying, guess what? It's time to change. It goes so much easier, right, Rach? <laughs> so much easier when we just lean in. Yeah, yeah. We're like, uh, this is the way we're going now. Um, so, yeah, that, that's definitely the advice we have for you there. Um, and Tim is saying, that's like me this morning, saw 616, then 636, and finally 656 every time I looked up at the clock mm -hmm. yeah so there's a lot of um so sixes are about restoring balance mm -hmm. harmonizing things coming back into balance um so yeah that, i mean that's a six is a good number to get it's also the number of responsibility so it's not necessarily the universe doing it for you there's a there's work on your part Let's do it, which brings us back to the theme, right? Got to do all up. the puzzle pieces. <laughs> Tied it up again. <laughs> She's good. She's good. Good like that. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all that we have time for because we're actually okay. at time. It is time for, I was going to say, it's a nap time for me. <laughs> nap time. Oh, it's past nap time over here. It's, it's almost dinner time over, <laughs> over in this nap of the woods 
But you know what? With the sun going down, I actually, late in the summer, I get this weird second boost of energy, which mm. is why I've been making art, like, in the middle of the night. That's <laughs> when so I get all my energy through. for the day. You should see the one she did last night. Oh, my God. It is stunning. I can't wait to she releases it. It needs to go in Society 6. I'm telling you now. It needs to go there now because I really want that on a mug. I want that, I want that on mugs. everything. I want, yes, yes. I want my, biggest, my biggest mug collector right here. <laughs> Do you love the mugs? Yes. No, that, oh, God. The so, travel mugs are the best. Uh, I use them all the time. And I, can I just, like, I have to plug, if there is anything that you've been, like, trying to get yourself to do, give yourself a 100-day challenge. I don't care what it is. If it's trying to, like, cook dinner for yourself, try to do it 100 days in a row. I am telling you, there is magic in this. You're going to meet so many parts of yourself, so many parts. There's another um, fabulous friend of ours, Tina, who's a musician in New York who's been doing it, and she inspired me, actually. She been practicing every day but we've been talking about just the struggle that comes up trying to do something for a hundred days in a row mm. um there's magic there is a magic there that's all i'm gonna say that's all we have time for you should try I will it. start my hundred day challenge in about four weeks <laughs> okay i'm holding you to it everybody heard it we're gonna write it down writing it down all right. like banging <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who joined us live today. We love you. We're sending lots of love. And uh, for those of you who are watching the recording, thank you so much for watching. And if you have anything you want to share, anything in the comments, any ahas, anything you've tried and, and whatnot after this episode, we'd love for you to tell us. So, so thank you very much. And until next time, relax. We got this. We totally got this. Send more wine. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rachel and Therese, and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Panures Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.